You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Is discipleship a mandate from God, or is it just uh, it's a suggestion? Go make a disciple, maybe. Yeah, it's kind kind of like the commandments, you know, commandments uh, versus suggestions. Yeah, uh, there are ten of those. But but at any rate, the cool thing about Moody and and uh, Anchors Way, what we do, our, our biblical apologetic <clears throat> uh, course that we teach, is that. We really started because of Moody. We got our big push through Moody, believe it or not. Um, there was a professor at Moody um, that knew Chuck Colson and talked to him <clears throat> probably, I mean, years and years ago um, and told Chuck about uh, worldview classes. Uh, this, this guy knew me and knew what we were doing and was sharing with Chuck Colson about what we were doing in our home. And at that time, um, God was doing amazing things with with this ministry of apologetics. We had 156 high school seniors in our, you know, jam packed in our in our home upstairs, downstairs, live feeds. Uh, we were even turning kids away. If you can imagine. There are 11 different high schools. We had 20 small group leaders. It was absolute insanity. But these kids were there to learn about who they were, are, and, and they were seeking purpose and direction. They wanted to know truth. And it was so interesting that I got a call um, from this professor saying that, Chuck Colson was coming into Indianapolis and wanted to meet. And so I met with him. And, of course, we became instant friends um, in spite of the fact he hated golf. But we did share a passion for worldview discipleship. I mean, it was insane. And he could not believe what we were doing. And in the process of our getting to know each other, um, uh, he asked about the material, and I was sharing it with them, that it was just, uh, we just taught the questions that people have about the Christian faith and prepare these kids not only to get their own faith straightened around, but also learn to ha- uh, how to engage in a culture that was uh, looking for help, lift- looking for a reason, essentially, to live. And it was absolutely amazing. And so Chuck Colson asked me a question. He said, what is it that draws literally, uh, gosh, over a thousand kids that you run through your home through ministry? What was it? What is the secret ingredient? And I told him, look, this is very, very easy. The answer is this. Teens are starving for truth about God that is real, that is honest, that is life-changing, and bring about hope. They want to go deeper, but they haven't been able to because of this whole idea of discipleship, what this really means. It's not, it's, it's not like catching fish and throwing them up on the bank and letting them die. It goes back to the seed planted in the soils. 
and discipleship is all about planting and watering and being with and bringing up people that have a very solid faith. There's nothing simple or frivolous about the Christian faith. And if you knew Chuck Colson, oh my goodness, you know, he he's amazing. He's brilliant man, but he was also used by God all over the world through a prison ministry, but yet just as a statesman. And Chuck Colson firmly believed that the churches and believing Christians need to focus on equipping people to hear and accept the gospel of Jesus Christ and then be discipled. And that was his big thing. We, we've got to disciple people to understand their faith to get their questions answered and to learn how to live out our faith during the good and bad times to God's glory. And honestly, it was it was Chuck Colson that really inspired me to take the next step that we did with our ministry. So, Nancy, I've got to ask then um, where we see young people, and, you know, I'm talking teenagers, as they, they get old enough to graduate high school, they age out of their youth groups, they're heading into college. What, what are some of the findings that we've seen where these kids have not been discipled, where Christian worldview has not been instilled in them? Yeah, and I think uh, that's, that's, that's the question, and I think so many young people, they grew up in so-called Christian homes, um, maybe by name, I don't know, by practice, whatever. But many young people who grew up in Christian homes then identify as Christians, but yet their faith is so shallow. And, and Barna, with all the research they do, and, and Nehemiah Institutes, and Brandon House, and all these different groups, Christian research groups, are, are saying that, that these kids are sorely lacking in a faith that's going to ha- hang up strong with them through college. 90% of self-identified Christian uh, college grads are walking away from their faith. And the thing is, few are returning. And I've said this, I don't know how many times. But, but that was the passion uh, of that really drove Chuck Colson. It's the passion that drove me. And I and I'm talking about Chuck uh, this morning uh, uh, just to honor him. Ten years ago, I can't believe it's ten years ago, Chuck Colson passed away uh, shortly after delivering his last speech. And it, the speech was Breaking the Spiritual Silence. Uh, and I just want to share an excerpt of this of his talk because I think God clearly planned this to be his last talk. Uh, As a matter of fact, he collapsed on stage uh, during this talk, but it was the heartbeat behind why he lived for ministry, why he lived for God. And And he attacks this problem of the lack of discipleship. And he says this, so it comes right back to us. Look in the mirror, he said. That's where the problem is. And if we can, through the church, renew the church too. Really bring healthy cultural influence. Then there's some hope that we can be changed. This is a moment when the time is right for a movement of God's people under the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to impact the culture we live in. It's desperately needed. 
This is why I've been spending so much time in recent years teaching biblical worldview, because I think it's the root of our problems. Once the church understands worldview, we have to live it, express it, and contend for it. And I love this word contend that he used here. Uh, Otherwise, he goes on to say, it is not going to be. You'll see that continued deterioration of the culture and all that goes with it. So I think the responsibility has to be taken by the church for a movement that will bring back the authority and strength and winsomeness of the church and then in turn to the culture. So again, we see this beautiful man who gave his life for, for worldview, this idea of heart change uh, and then family change and then work change. And we see the vibrant faith of what the vibrant faith of just one person can do. Uh, it, it is absolutely remarkable. And I love Chuck's passion. I think I know he's the one that suggested that strongly suggested that um, we publish our, our what we're doing and, and our curriculum, which we did. And now we're in 17 countries and all over America. And really, it was sparked through Chuck Colson, who wanted us to go out into the world because he felt this worldview piece is what we need. And so uh, it all started with Moody, though, actually. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve, and we're talking with Nancy Fitzgerald of Anchors Away about the biblical worldview question of the week. That is right. And our question now, you know, ultimately, is discipleship a mandate from God or a suggestion of God? But we need to know that we've already said it, that yes, it is a mandate. But how are we doing as the church in discipling others and living out our faith? What can we look at for uh, some evidence of our work yeah, and, and I think we mentioned this before, as well as the stats on the church, but, you know, the, the bigger picture here is that the church is failing, and we're failing to make disciples, not only of adults, but of course where we are, you know, in the younger generation. And we are all called to tell people, yes, about the death and resurrection of Christ, the gospel, the pure and simple gospel. But with that, but with that, to disciple into the, their, their faith so, so that they then can disciple into others. That's how it works. Our faith was never intended to be a personal thing where it's all about me. As long as I get it, I'm satisfied. I'm going to sit in a pew and do nothing kind of thing. And Barna's article, uh, two in five Christians are not engaged in discipleship that came out in 2022, found that while most Christians experience some form of relational investment in spiritual growth, 39% are not engaged in discipleship at all. So uh, that is astounding to me, how you can have a faith in Jesus and not share it. Um I, I, I think it is a bigger problem than we think. But uh, just 28%, they go on to say, of Christians are actively involved in discipleship community. 
And uh, this is this is amazing. Fifty six percent of Christians tell Barna that their spiritual life is entirely entirely private. And uh, you know, after COVID and and all this other stuff, uh, honestly, Steve Kelly, that that we are we've got a problem here, and it's growing. It's just simply not getting better. In the scripture, 1 Peter 3.15 says this, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that you have that is in you, and do this with gentleness and respect. And this is it, you know, we must engage people and teach them through the scriptures how to defend our faith so we can be confident that we are doing the will of God and being prepared to give the reason for the hope that mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. So Just then, can't mess around with it, really. With, with the ultimate goal, Nancy, the ultimate goal of discipleship being for new believers to become disciple makers themselves, what does that look like? How do we, how do we start? Where do we begin? Well, I think it begins... Uh, discipleship begins with meeting somebody who does not know Jesus and his saving grace. It starts there. It doesn't start after somebody makes a decision necessarily. I believe just through what I've done for the last several years, uh, lots of years, is is the idea that people, these young people came to our house. We began teaching. They weren't believers, uh, most of them. They thought they were. And we began teaching, and we got into the whys and hows and what's of the Christian faith. And that would intrigue them. And the more they listened, the more they realized, oh, my goodness, this is what this is about. This is amazing stuff. I do want to give my life to Christ. So, again, it begins with meeting with someone who doesn't know Jesus. And it just simply cannot stop there. Once they believe and say, okay, I really do believe this. Christians have a tendency to say, well, good for you. I'm so happy. Praise Jesus. And they walk away. And I'm just simply saying that teaching and listening and praying and encouraging all to lead uh, to Christian growth is what this is about. And we just can't can't desert people just because they made a, a commitment to Christ once or repeated a prayer. Go back to the soil again. So many hear it, and the next thing you know, they walk away from their faith because they were not discipled. We didn't walk with them. And I think a lot of that, don't you, comes from the idea that we as Christians don't know that much about their our own faith. We are ill-equipped to answer those questions. And, and I think, again, the pressure is on us to get a little bit more serious about our faith. You know, uh, Chuck Colson wrote a book, How Long Shall We Live? And that thing, I don't know when he wrote it, years and years and years ago. But it's still one of the top sellers. And if you haven't read it, I would suggest people to get it and read it. Because it's how then do we engage a culture? Who, who doesn't know Jesus in a, in a winsome kind of way so that they too will be able to disciple people. And, and just to answer the question from Matthew 28, 16 through 20, 
Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So, wow, you know, I mean, he it's like he saved his best to last. You know, go and disciple. I've taught you. You're ready. And there's so many great Bible studies out there and, and this and that and the other that we can use, you know, including our own. If you go to anchorsway.org, you could use ours. But it, it's really more about asking questions, answering people's questions. Mm-hmm. Be prepared uh, a day in and day out to engage with people, listen to their story. And we've said this before, and I'll say it again, parents, grandparents, communicate with your kids. Ask them about their faith. Ask them about, tell me about your faith in God. How is that going? How big of a part is God playing in your life? Do you understand who you are? God loves you on your worst day. He loves you. He wants you. To walk with him and this and that and the other begin to engage heartily with our kids because they are a lost lost generation and they deserve the best from us amen to and that I, yeah you they, know they absolutely do and so when we engage like that we're actually modeling that relationship that they should be building and not forgetting them nancy this has been really mm-hmm. great we're so so grateful especially you know because this falls on giving day and this was not pre-planned in yeah. any other way uh but <laughs> what a great question to address mm-hmm. the importance of mission work and discipleship for the body of believers. If you want to find out more about Anchors Away, I encourage you to go to anchorsaway.org or you can go to killianstevie.org and find Anchors Away under the Resources tab. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.